This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I am your bartender for the evening. I am the dude, that's what you call me. Or you can call me Anthony if you're good with names. This is the Hey Bartender Podcast special Christmas show. This is uh, only uh, six days till Christmas at this point, but I'm planning on taking the, this week off to just uh, spend a little time with the family and uh, a few friends. So I'm probably not going to have an episode this Wednesday, but I will definitely have an episode coming up on the 26th. How is everybody doing tonight? Uh, hopefully everybody's uh, got all the Christmas shopping out of the way and is ready just to chill out and uh, drink some eggnog, watch some crappy Christmas movies, uh, or uh, sit down and have that uh, uh, that marathon of a Christmas story on that channel where they play it for 24 hours straight, if you're into that sort of thing. Me, myself, I plan on watching Die Hard. Hey, it's a Christmas movie. Sorry to some of you people that are a little bit used to me playing Laura Hope in the Arctones at the beginning of this uh, podcast, but... I just got uh, in a little bit of the Christmas spirit, and I love that Harry Connick Jr., Harry for the Holidays. Uh, he has great renditions of uh, a lot of the Christmas music that I like. And although I'm not licensed to uh, play his music, I hope he doesn't mind if it uh, if he ever catches wind that I actually used it, or him or any of his representatives. You know, there was one time uh, a couple episodes back where I actually used a Metallica song, uh, for uh, this thing and you know what i if any of these people that have licensed music that i'm not supposed to play you know like metallica harry connick jr billy joel um if they end up suing me and sending me a cease and desist letter odds are i'm going to frame it so uh keep that in mind all you big uh record executives out there so anyway uh, on with the show. We got to start off with the drink special. Almost forgot. Now, this drink special is going to go to all you people that are uh, hosting Christmas parties this year. And, uh, or maybe you can make this at the bar and, you know, just try to work out the uh, arrangement or how much you put in, work out the concoction a little bit better. But this is purposely made for uh, uh, like a punch bowl type of uh, situation. This is called the Poinsettia Cocktail. Now, the Poinsettia Cocktail, according to acouplecooks.com, the Poinsettia Cocktail uh, is, is described as this. Ready for the most vibrant, stunning cocktail for cool weather entertaining? Enter the Poinsettia, a cranberry sh- champagne cocktail. Its brilliant color and cozy vibe makes it perfect for fall cocktail or winter drink. It makes any occasion more fun from Thanksgiving to holiday parties, to Christmas, or New Year's Eve. Of course, you can serve it at any time of the year, too. It uses only a few simple ingredients. Let's get started. So, the ingredients uh, for the poinsettia drink is very simply. What you're going to need is Chantreau, cranberry juice, and champagne. That's it. Of course, the garnish is what uh, takes, takes it over the top. All you need is a few rosemary branches and some fresh whole cranberries. You can use the leftovers for holiday decorations uh, like a table centerpiece or try them in our tasty easy cranberry bread recipe. It's a holiday treat with a healthish spin. So, yeah, that's uh, basically all you need. You can probably pour it all into a big punch bowl. And uh, maybe adjust the uh, how much you put in there, just for your the entertainment of your guests. And plus, you get uh, champagne infused cranberries out of it. That that's got to be good. So if any of you decide to try it out, please let me know. Due to heybartenderpodcast.com 
or you can let me know on the Facebook page. Uh, my handle is Hey Bartender Podcast, and it's also Hey Bartender Podcast on Instagram. Feel free to follow, share, like, and subscribe. So this episode, I put a little bit of thought into it, and uh, I completely changed my mind of what I was originally going to do and decided that I just wanted to talk about one of my favorite Christmases that I spent with one of my coworkers when I was a bartender. Shannon and I had been working behind the bar for uh, maybe six months, and we'd already become fast friends. She was very tolerant of me, and I'm uh, fairly mellow and, and nice to anybody who's nice to me. That's pretty much all it takes. And... We were talking about what's going on, what's going to go on for Christmas, and we were working a karaoke night. Now, at this point in time in the bar, karaoke night on a Wednesday wasn't all that festive. It uh, a lot of people didn't uh, didn't really come in for that. It was a pool league night, so mostly people there were to sh- shoot pool. And uh, by towards the end of the night, Shannon and I got a little bit bored. And she's like, feel like taking over the bar for the rest of the night and I can just play video poker. And I was like, well, if you feel like you've made enough money, go for it. And so she says, I'll stick around. I'll help you clean up at the end. And, uh, but I'm just, I'm just going to go off the clock. And I said, yeah, sure. That's fine. So I, I keep bartending, but she at first decides to sit at the bar and have a glass of wine. And she and I are talking. She's talking to some of the customers. And then she gets this, sees that there are new Christmas edition lottery tickets, uh, scratch tickets behind the bar. And she asks me for a few of them. So I you know, take the money and I give her a few of them. And she ended up winning like 200 bucks. And then she said, give me some more. And then she ended up winning like 600 bucks. She, uh, she made enough money. Uh, that covered all the time that she was losing and then some just from lottery tickets, the holiday lottery tickets that year. She really hit a good book, I guess. So she was like, okay, now I can feel free to go play video poker. So she, cause she had all this extra cash and she didn't spend that much on video poker. She was actually winning at video poker. It was her lucky night, no matter how you looked at it. Uh, she was playing really well in video poker, and she won all those all that money from the scratch tickets. And you know, I kept working the bar, no big deal, and I I was happy about it. I took over the rest of the business, closed out all the tabs, and we uh, and she did help me clean up the bar uh, at the end of the night. All I had to do is just say, "Okay, we're closed," and she says, "Okay, I'm almost done here," and. She helped me pick up all the glassware and uh, wash the dishes and while I counted out all the tills. And, you know, uh, it was a good feeling to see her do that because Shannon has uh, uh, four kids and uh, she's a single mother. So to see her win that much money on a lottery, that was awesome. And I was happy to see it. Of course, we're friends in believe me she tipped me out well that night after winning out winning all that money so after we were done doing all that all of a sudden she says you know what i got some christmas shopping i got to do you want to go and i said well yeah sure why not and we both had uh monday off uh we hadn't uh no was it monday yeah it was monday uh, we both had Monday off, so we decided to spend that whole day Christmas shopping. And the Christmas shopping that day was arm to arm. There's just people everywhere. She needed to go to the mall. She needed to go to Target. And it was, uh, parking was a pain in the ass. I did all the driving. And uh, she had all this extra cash in her hands. And so she made it the absolute uh, best Christmas she could possibly do for her four kids. And I mean, she bought a new stereo for one of her daughters, new bedding for another one of her daughters, uh, all sorts of toys for her, one of her sons and a couple things for her older son. And she, she was happy. And I did Christmas shopping for my family, but I didn't go, uh, didn't go nuts. Cause I didn't win on any of the scratches or anything like that. And so it, it was, 
just fun for me to hang out with my friend and do some Christmas shopping. Uh, Cause normally uh, we wouldn't hang out. Uh, we didn't hang out together on any kind of regular basis. Maybe I'd go over to her house once in a while and we'd watch a movie together and uh, she would make dinner and you know, it, it was, a, it would usually be a nice evening cause we had pretty much the same taste in movies. But uh, this particular Christmas, she felt like she had the right to go completely wild. All of her bills were paid. She had all this extra money that she accidentally won on the lottery. And so she really felt like that she could really treat her kids and her the rest of her family. I even remember at one point when we were, uh, she wanted to go to the Target. And I, you know, and I'm defensive driving all over the place because people are fighting for parking spots and and there's obviously not enough to go around. And I truthfully kind of jumped into this one parking spot. This other guy had been waiting for, for a while. I'm pretty sure he was mad about it, but uh, I encouraged Shannon to hang out in the car for a few minutes, just, just in case he was looking for me. He never did. Uh, Probably got over it. But we uh, we went into Target, and uh, she that's where she got all the nice bedding for her daughter. And uh, my car was basically, I was driving a Plymouth Neon at the time, which in today's terms is a Dodge Dart. And including her presents and all the presents that I bought for my family, uh, my car was completely filled to the rafters. I couldn't see out the back window anymore. Uh, but... Uh, we spent the whole day shopping together. We even went, got something to eat, uh, hung out, uh, and had some appetizers at happy hour. And it, it was just, uh, you know, Christmas shopping usually for me is kind of hectic because you're fighting everybody. The worst Christmas that I uh, remember is I decided to go to a toy store. And my girlfriend's daughter, uh, my girlfriend at the time, her daughter, uh, it was her second Christmas, and we asked her uh, specifically, what do you want for Christmas? And this little munchkin, who could barely talk, she looks right up with her big eyes and says, Pikachu. And for you parents out there, you might agree with me uh, that when the first word that your kid says and understands and knows and they ask for something like that. You want to buy everything under the sun that has to do with that sort of thing, don't you? So I went to the toy store and I wanted to get her the greatest Pikachu gift ever. And I'm looking around, looking around, uh, stuffed animal. Okay, that's kind of cool, but let's go for something a little bit more interesting. Uh, no, she's too young for video games. Uh, then I finally found this aisle that had these little uh pokemon characters that were uh motorized and made made noises uh, and made noises of the particular pokemon character so i find this pikachu one and it was a type of thing where they said it was kind of like a magic eight ball you could ask it a question and it would make a certain noise pikachu pikachu uh, for yes or pikachu for uh for no and I thought, this is a great gift. Perfect. And then all of a sudden, this woman standing next to me grabs it out of my hand. And immediately, I snatch it back out of her hand. And I said, give that to me. What the hell do you think you're doing? Taking a toy out of a man's hand. This might be the only thing that I can afford for my daughter. She wasn't my daughter. She was my girlfriend's daughter. But I thought of her like a daughter. The only toy that I could possibly buy for my daughter this year. And uh, I went on for, oh, shoot, a couple minutes but uh, about things. And I'm pretty sure I ended with uh, with walking her walking away from her saying something about the Pope. I don't remember. But after, anyway, after Shannon and I were done doing all the shopping in the malls, uh, I mean, shopping by myself, like I said, was nerve-wracking because things like that happen. People snatch things out of your hand and or fight you for parking spots but this time this year i had uh a teammate colleague somebody uh helped me through all that mess and 
Uh, Shannon even gave a few suggestions on things to get for my sister, my mom. I had my dad all handled. That that was no big deal. But uh, the when we were when we were shopping together, Shannon was a very quick shopper, not much, too much of a browser, and because she already had it in her mind. She had a list of things that she specifically wanted to get for her kids, for her nieces and nephews, her sister, brother, parents. Yeah, it. She knew what she was doing, so there was no browsing, and uh, which afterwards, uh, we, when everything was all said and done, we went uh, back to our bar where the third bartender, Jim. Uh, was working that Monday night because he got Monday nights and uh, he was working that night and not in a good mood, which uh, I knew it at, from the bar that he worked previous to that. He, he got in a bad mood about things uh, uh, fairly easy. Don't even get him started if the keg blows during his shift, but Shannon wanted to go, uh, go to our bar, visit him and not to mention wait until uh, her kids were being taken care of, but she wanted to make sure that the kids were asleep before she went home so we could sneak all the uh, Christmas gifts into the house. So we basically uh, just hung out there, played a little video poker, uh, and you know uh, had a few drinks. Funny thing, uh, though, during that night was there was this one girl that came into the bar and... Uh, I think Jim was interested in her, but then all of a sudden he was telling me she she was interested in me, and I was like, "What, really?" And because I've told you guys before, if a girl likes me, she has to flat out tell me or hit me with a bat or something like that. Otherwise, I'll never know. I don't know when a girl's flirting with me or what. So they're trying to convince me that she uh, that this girl likes me. She, it was like her first night in a bar ever because she had like two or three drinks and she was flying pretty high and flirting, uh, according to everybody else. And uh, she, uh, found turns out that she uh, was like a manager of one of the uh, apartment buildings nearby. And I guess Jim checked on her the next day and said, how you feeling today? And uh, she... We never saw her again. Uh, it was kind of a shame. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, at one point, uh, Jim was trying to help me out. And he, he, dude, she's totally into you. You know, you, why don't you ask her out? And I said, I can't ask her out now because I've got, like, almost $1,000 worth of Christmas presents. Probably around uh, 750 of it isn't mine. And, uh, in my car. So, and I've got to take Shannon home. So I can't do anything about it tonight. If she comes in again, maybe, but she never came in again. So mark that up to lost opportunities, but we hung out with, uh, Jim as long as we possibly could that night. And, uh, the small, smallest things set him off. And it actually started to bug me about my colleague, uh, and friend uh, that, you know, uh, if the keg blew, he'd go in there, slam things around, be all pissed off about it, um, which, sure, we all do from time to time, uh, or, you know, just not do anything about it if, uh, like, we were out of something, or he would actually refuse people if he'd uh, if they'd ask for food. Now, I don't know about other places around the United States, but in Oregon, uh, food has to be available at all times, oh, if you serve alcohol, there has to be some kind of food available that, you know, some bars have cold sandwiches, other bars have appetizers, chicken strips, always, or French fries, always a crowd pleaser when it comes to late night drinking. Sorry, people, I'm uh, kind of burpy, right, because I decided to drink a Coke while I was uh, recording this. Nothing says holiday more than a belch, doesn't it? Anyway, off subject. And, but I, I actually started worrying about the way he was doing things, uh, because, uh, he would, you know, do that loud whistle thing that is reserved for either you're in trouble or to make a dolphin flip. Uh, he would whistle at the customers like that. If they were doing something that he didn't like their one customer that was taking the, uh, pool cue or uh, one of the pool balls knocking on the pool table to get the attention of his friend 
and then he whistled real loud and said, knock it off. And yeah, then, then it stopped. But, uh, Shannon was also on a roll that night. She was able to, uh, what was the game? Flush fever. It, it, it was a lottery game where if you got a flush, you got seven free games. And uh, if it got another flush within a flush, it re-triggered. And uh, she was she was having a lot of luck that holiday season. Uh, but uh, so she made some of her money back when it, after the Christmas shopping. And, uh, you know, that that was fun. Uh, I actually actually enjoyed that because I think that was the first time I ever went Christmas shopping with somebody because usually I did Christmas shopping all by myself. And uh, I mean, if you know, one of my friends is listening that I did go Christmas shopping with and I'm, I forgot it didn't mean it wasn't anything special. Just uh, I forgot. Sorry. Um, the uh, uh, the thing at the end of the night, though, she did go into the house, make sure the kids were fast asleep. Her youngest son, uh, at the uh, at the time he was like three or four years old, uh, he would fall asleep in the strangest positions on the couch, and uh, so you either had to leave him where he was because you risk getting kicked in the face uh, picking him up, or you had to try to pick him up and move him over into the bedroom. So we snuck in all of the Christmas presents that she bought for her family that night. And, um, then just sat, kicked back and watched, watched movies. She had a glass of wine. Uh, as you guys know, I'm not much of a drinker. So I was having a Coke. I think she actually made grilled cheese sandwich for both me and Jim that night. And she made the best grilled cheese sandwiches. She used like San Francisco sourdough and, you know, butter and a lot of Tillamook cheese, God, they were good. They're gut bombs, but God, they were good. But it's all about being with friends and loved ones. I mean, uh, it it felt good to actually have somebody at my side to help with the Christmas shopping, and I was helping her at the same time. But it, uh, that was that's what made it all worth it. And uh, then going back to the bar and trying to make all the money back that I spent on Christmas shopping uh, a couple days before, because. Uh, you know, you, you, at the time I was young and I spent money like crazy because I was, uh, like 23, 24 years old. And, uh, you know, I spent the money as fast as I could make it. And so every week it was just like, Oh, I'll just make all that money back this week and usually did. But then all of a sudden think of something frivolous to buy or stupid to do. And, uh, but you know, that Christmas season, uh, it was fairly relaxed and, uh, it was, it actually took the time to be enjoyable because almost every Christmas after that, I was, uh, I got what's commonly referred to as a real job. And all of a sudden I was, well, I was working for the newspaper and, uh, along with bartending part-time, and all of a sudden I never had days off. And so it would come down to a panic. It's like, okay, when the hell is my next day off so I can get some Christmas shopping done? Cause I rarely, uh, stay, uh, I rarely wake up before two thirty, and I go to, got, got to get to work by four or whatever shift uh, my four o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night, whatever. And plus since, uh, uh, it was, a fight to try to find a day off. I didn't have friends to go with because our schedules were different. So, uh, you know, you, you do the best you can. Uh, I remember one year uh, I, wor- I bartended on Tuesday, and that week I worked at the newspaper Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so I only had Wednesday off, and I thought this is my last chance to get Christmas shopping done. And so I went to the mall, shoulder to shoulder people, long line to see Santa Claus. And all of a sudden I get a call on my cell phone that said, where the hell are you? And I, it was from the newspaper. And I said, uh, I'm out shopping right now. What's up? And they said, well, you're supposed to be here today. And I said, no, I'm not. And he says, no, it says right here. Oh crap. No, it doesn't. 
And I said, are you guys in trouble? Do you need me to come in? Because I'm that kind of guy. Even though I didn't want to come in, I wanted to get my Christmas shopping done. And he said, well, let me talk to the other boss and let's see if he uh, needs you. So he hands the phone over to the other boss. And I, I said, are you guys having trouble? Do you need me to come in? And he goes, no, you have the day off. Take the day off. I said, but uh, what's his name said that I needed to be there today? And he goes, he's high. Don't don't even worry about it. Take the day off. Enjoy your day. So you know, it was back to the back to the grind of uh, trying to find the perfect Christmas gift, especially uh, since that was about the year where I was like, I got, I want to get Christmas gifts for friends, and not just not just for immediate family. But the fun thing uh, about Christmas shopping with, or spending Christmas actually with Shannon, because she was uh, probably my best friend through my whole bartending career. She still is my best friend. Um, She invited me over on Christmas Eve to her house uh, because all of her kids went over to their father's house for uh, Christmas Eve. And then they got to spend Christmas Day together at her house. So... Uh, during that time where she had the house all to herself, of course, she maybe feels a little bit lonely and she would normally have a friend and, uh, come over and keep her company as she's wrapping presents that year. It was luck. I, I was l- lucky enough to be the one that she decided that she wanted to spend time with. I think she had another friend come over, but he was a nice guy. Um, and he and I got along pretty well, a lawyer, you know, I got along with a lawyer. That's weird. I honestly didn't really help her with her Christmas wrapping because uh, she has a style and it's very, uh, very well done the way she wraps her presents. And so I was almost afraid to wrap it the way I do. Now, I'm not talking like I just kind of wrap it up in newspaper and uh, put as much scotch tape on it as I can. I tried to do a good job, but she was much better. I think she even offered to wrap my presents uh, that year, but I told her, no, 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 that's okay. That was also the day after I, um, that was the day where after the company Christmas party for the bar that we worked at, um, we had purchased gifts for our bosses. Uh, We gave one of our bosses a bottle bottle of Bushmills, and he was like, my favorite. I don't remember what we got my other boss uh for Christmas that year, but screw her. She fired me so she could keep her fuck buddy on, on working on, uh, in the bar. Can anybody sense I'm a little bitter about that? No, but, uh, that was also the first year that Shannon told me about at the bar that she worked at previous to when we, she and I were working together. Uh, she worked the Christmas shift and the Thanksgiving shift. Uh, and I looked at her with a uh, cross eyed going, the bar was actually open on Christmas and Thanksgiving. She goes, oh, yeah. And she talked about that she made great money because, one, she was the only person there. Her regulars would come in and visit her after the family festivities, or if they didn't have family festivities, they just wanted some place to hang out with friends. And so she was able to make a ton of money that night and uh, plus spend time with friends. And... Still to this day, uh, I kind of sit in, uh, cross-eyed saying we actually have to work on Christmas, but I worked for a newspaper for six and a half years. You did not have holidays off whatsoever because the newspaper uh, had to get out there every day, no matter what. But some of you people out there, I'm sure, are dreading if if your bar is open. I'm totally sorry if your bar isn't open, and I hope that your bar is open again pretty soon if at all, uh, because of this whole COVID epidemic, a lot of business, a lot of small businesses are closing and uh, it's a goddamn shame that's happening to uh, to you guys. You're out of a job. And then if by the first of the year, things don't turn around, you're got to look for another job. I really feel sorry for you. And I really wish you guys the best of luck and hope that things turn out really well for you. But, and, uh, um, but that was uh, that was the first year I found out that bartenders will or might actually work on Christmas Day or the major holidays. And Shannon explained it to me to a point where it's just like, well, yeah, 
that, that that sounds nice. It didn't sound profitable to me. It didn't sound uh, anything but nice. I mean, I like I like I tell you guys all the time. I uh, don't drink often, and so me being behind the bar, it was uh, like any other day, except I'm getting paid to do it. I get to talk to people. I get to joke with them, and uh, they sit there. They they drink, they relax, and that's how it worked. And it was like pretty much any other day, except I'm not sitting at one of the bar stools or in a booth or anything like that. I'm pouring the drinks. And that was always a lot of fun for me. So, yeah, it, I after a while I sit back and I think about it, I probably would work the Christmas shift. But uh, uh, it would... Some some of the times it would be a little difficult because, like, uh, you know, I want to spend as much time as I can with my family or uh, if I happen to be dating somebody at the time, I'd want to spend time with them. Uh, you know, you'd have to make sacrifices, especially some of you single parents out there. Uh, interesting postscript I should probably throw in here real quick. The following Christmas, uh, Shannon tried to do the same thing. We got the special edition Christmas scratch-offs. And it didn't work out as well for her that year. She maybe got a couple extra bucks, but not nearly as good as that first year she and I were working together. And she had been looking forward to it all year long. So sometimes lightning can't strike twice. Eh, oh well. We still had a good time that year. Anyway, it's coming up on break time for me. I'm going to uh, go out, go outside, have a smoke, take a breather. And I'm until then, uh, I just want to remind you guys, head on over to HeyBartenderPodcast.com. You can buy, pick up some swag, listen to uh, recent episodes, uh, and just clown around in there. See, see if you can find something good. Remember, if you want to contact me about anything, whether you want to be on the show, whether you just want to tell an interesting story, or have a groovy drink recipe that you want to share with the rest of the world, email me, dude, at HeyBartenderPodcast.com. Or check me out on Facebook or Instagram. Hey, Bartender Podcast. So on to the musical guests for this episode. I found a very special Christmas song for you guys since this is my Christmas episode. This song is called Every Single Christmas by Nicole Atkins. Check it out.
From Nashville, Tennessee, that was Nicole Atkins with her single, Every Single Christmas. This, uh, according to what I've been reading about this uh, this song, this song was actually recorded socially distanced uh, away from her band. And I, I just love the beat, and she says that she got the idea by kind of mixing uh, Brenda Lee and Cindy Lauper together, which, you know, she makes it work. I, I love that song. So if you want to go find out more about her, uh, you can go check her out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. She has her own website, NicoleAtkins.com. She's also on YouTube. You can probably find her on most uh, streaming services, Apple, Spotify. Uh, if you want to add something new to your Christmas music collection, go check out Nicole Atkins' song, Every Single Christmas. Another Christmas story I'm going to tell you about that I kind of skimmed over um in previous podcasts about christmas um my uh the next bar that i worked at after the one that i worked with shannon at i were uh i worked this is the bar that i worked with barb uh our boss decided to take us all out to dinner and uh drinks on the stern wheeler now the stern wheeler is a stern wheeler boat that goes up and down the columbia river in uh in oregon it's it's nice it's fun uh but we took full advantage of our boss that night he pretty much just said put it on my tab and that was a big accident for him uh and uh we all met up at this one bar in downtown portland i don't remember what it was i started off the night with a a little bit of Hennessy because I like I uh, I like cognacs, uh, once in a while it's a once in a while thing for me, and uh, Hennessy VSOP nice and smooth, but I started off the night with Hennessy, and then we uh, all headed over to jump on the boat and cruise up and down the uh, Columbia River, and uh, uh, basically it was all uh, drinking dancing loud music the whole night and i took um i took shannon as my date because um, um um we were all friends and so uh shannon came with me uh i uh, we carpooled together since i knew i was going to be designated driver since i drink the least out of the whole crew uh uh barb and her husband will uh rode up to portland with us we had a few drinks and then when we got to the stern wheeler barb found out that uh the boss was um our boss brad was paying for all the drinks and or at least he intended to pay for some of them which he ended up paying for all of them it ended up being a pretty big tab to the point where the bartender was getting uncomfortable saying um do you want me to put this on your card and eventually the boss took the card away and said no don't put anything else on this card Um, come on some of us are guilty of that but that year uh for me, at least, it was a good year for music. The uh, uh, Brian Setzer Orchestra was in full steam, and uh, you know they played some of his songs. You know, "Jump Jive and Whale." Uh, you know, I know I think that was the only song they played, but they were playing a lot of great, great music that night. That uh, and I was, you know, kind of worried that the DJ was going to be one of those guys that plays uh, uh, EDM uh, all night long. But no, he actually played a little bit of everything and that I liked that and no offense to you people that like EDM I just it's just not me but uh, the funny thing about it was as the night progressed along people were drinking more and more uh at one point they actually shoved a Bud Light in my hand and said come on drink with us and I think I made it about halfway through it before I said I can't handle this anymore I think it just got warm and didn't taste good anymore of course some of you are probably thinking when does Bud Light taste good? Well, for the purposes that uh, I want sponsors someday, let's just say it does taste good when it's cold. But the great thing about it was, well, Shannon, she couldn't stop dancing all night. Once the, uh, she already had a couple of glasses of wine in her system, and she would not stop dancing. She was just all over the floor, dancing her uh, heart out. Barb, uh, Barb would go out there and dance with her, but then take a break to go get a drink and then go back out on the dance floor with her. I, uh, danced with her a couple times, uh, but I'm not much of a dancer. Wish I was, 
but I'm not. Uh, and everybody was having a great time, but the funniest, absolutely funniest part of it was uh, our friend Michelle. At one point in the night, she uh, had too much to drink. Her husband was keeping a very close eye on her because he was watching how much he drinks so he could drive her home. But she she was like, nope, I'm taking shots. I'm do- drinking beer. This is going to be a good night. <laughs> and eventually, she made her way on top of a table and started dancing up on top of the table. Now, the cool part of my crew at that particular bar that I worked at was we were partying and having a great time while it, at least that's the way it seemed like it. Cause, uh, uh, our boss, uh, and his, uh, business partner were, they own like three or four bars and they brought all of us together to put us on the stern wheeler. And I think we were partying harder, harder than anybody else that were on that boat that night. It was, it was hilarious. But Michelle made her way on top of a table and started dancing. And Barb decided that was a good idea, but she only made it to like a chair and started dancing on there. And eventually the woman that was in charge of that Christmas party or the head uh, head caterer or whoever's in charge of that, uh, that particular event, uh, she came up to me and said, would you please get her off the table? Those tables aren't very sturdy. Believe me, I know from experience. That I thought was hilarious. She actually said that she knows from experience that the tables aren't sturdy enough to handle somebody dancing on top of them. I laughed my ass off for an hour. But uh, during that night, you know, we were drinking heavily and, uh, well, they were drinking heavily. I was D and D and, uh, Eventually, we saw that Shannon was uh, sweating buckets, and we decided she needs to get some air. So let's get her off the dance floor. We'll take her out onto the bow of the boat, and you know, get some air, have a cigarette, and uh, you know, then we'll go back to the party. And at one point, uh, uh, all uh, all three of my friends, Barb, Shannon, and Michelle, decided that they wanted to flash Portland. And so they did. And then all of a sudden I realized, why am I standing behind them? And by the time I made it around, uh, around all three of them, they had already brought their shirts down. And I'm sure if they, uh, realized the next day that I saw them, uh, without their shirts on, they would have been insanely embarrassed, but nonetheless, uh, it was just one of those drunk moments. I'm sure a lot of you bartenders have witnessed that where just all of a sudden a girl, stands up and says, look at my boobs, boom. And, or actually there was a story that I heard once from another bar where a guy uh, stood up on the bar, dropped his pants and encouraged the female bartender to talk into the mic, if you know what I mean. And so it's it's not just women. Guys do stupid shit too. I'm, uh, I've spent this whole year trying to be PC on this show. Eh, screw it. Man, unfortunately, most of these stories are real. So if you think that I'm being sexist or something like that, even though I can't prove it, I can assure you these stories that I've been telling you uh, since the first episode are all real. Um, There might be a few gaps in there from my memory or, uh, you know, whatever. But all all the stories are real. But back back to the Christmas party story. Uh, We'd had a great night. And it was tons of fun. And uh, since I was designated driver, we made our way back to my car. And I got everybody in the car. Uh, Will wasn't too bad off. Barb was drunk. Shannon was drunk. And I was surprised how drunk she was because she'd, she, with as much dancing as she was doing, she should have sweat out every ounce of alcohol that was in her system. So maybe she wasn't drunk. She was just tired. And because it was really late at night and she was dancing for a couple hours straight. And the funniest part of this, yes, Barb, if you are listening to this podcast, I am going to embarrass you finally because I've kept the, kept the story to myself, but I'm going to embarrass you now. Uh, Barb all of a sudden decided she wanted to crawl into the front seat because she was sitting in the back seat with her husband, Will, but she wanted to crawl into the front seat and uh, sit in Shannon's lap. And, 
uh, then she became totally impressed with the fact that she was writing backwards. She'd be like, I'm writing backwards. And, but then after a few minutes, uh, she, uh, you know, started to, started to doze off, put her head on, uh, Shannon's shoulder. And then all of a sudden said, I don't feel well. Uh, apparently writing backwards in a car when you're drunk, uh, can throw off your equilibrium a little bit. And it got to Barb. She didn't honk. You know, she didn't know she didn't throw up or anything like that, but she didn't feel good about it. But what's the point of all these stories that I've been telling you tonight? Uh, the point of the stories is just being able to hang out with friends. Cause when you're working in a restaurant, uh, all of you get really tight and you all help each other out in, uh, in most cases, I'm, you've got a few bad apples here and there, I'm sure, but you're working together shoulder to shoulder, helping each other out all the time. And you don't ever get to hang out really, uh, off the clock because you all get off work at sep- uh, different hours or you got other responsibilities where you can't hang out. But the Christmas party was the opportunity for all of us to hang out together because, uh, everybody got babysitters and none of us had to wear uniforms. None of us had to serve. And that way we could just totally relax and get a little stupid. One of my, uh, one of my other coworkers, uh, I guess her and her boyfriend, while the big festivities were happening, the dancing and the drinking, they decided to explore the stern wheeler a little bit. And, uh, they eventually made it up to, uh, all the way to the front of the bow of the boat and tried to do the Titanic thing. I'm the king of the world. But immediately, as soon as they got close to the bow of the boat, a spotlight shined on them. And uh, the captain of the boat asked them, please don't. Because uh, it. let's admit, it's a huge risk to fall off the boat when you're doing something like that. Any boat captain will tell you. I think they even block off the bow of the boat nowadays so that nobody can get up there and uh, do the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio uh, I'm the king of the world thing. So, you know, it doesn't have to be Christmas, but Christmas is a great time to do it. Get together with your friends, even though I know that we're in the middle of a pandemic, right, or hopefully towards the end of a pandemic right now, and we're not able to get together in large groups like we did in uh, 2019. But... Uh, this year has been a crappy year. We're about to say goodbye to it. Just remember, contact your friends or find a way to get together because, you know, when you're working behind the, when you're working in a restaurant, any restaurant, fast food, mom and pop owned corporate, you, your family, uh, and you care about what, uh, what each other does and you uh, to help take out care of each other's problems. Uh, in some cases, I mean, sure. Like I said before, there are a few bad apples where you couldn't give a damn, but, uh, you know, you all are working for the same, uh, same company doing the same, uh, same thing, trying to make the same amount of money, take some time to try to find ways for you all to hang out off the clock because you'll find out way more about your coworkers than you would behind the uh, when you're working behind the bar or serving tables. In my case, I found out my coworkers weren't just cool; they're fucking awesome. Anyway, people, before I wrap up this show, uh, I just want to tell you people, uh, I am at uh, ninety six hundred downloads for this year, and I've only got a couple, uh, you know, a couple weeks, week and a half left in this year i would love to make it to ten thousand downloads this year so if anything you guys can do to help me out tell your friends tell your family tell your customers tell your fellow uh, bartender servers download hey bartender podcast so i can reach my personal goal of ten thousand downloads for the end of this year i would be completely grateful there's no monetary reason it's just a goal that i set for myself and i really want to hit it but, uh, as anyway, it is last call. Last call for alcohol, people. Uh, since we are social distanced, uh, you'll have to serve yourself because um, I can't get to you right now. So, uh, of course, I got to give a, out a special thanks to uh, uh, a couple cooks.com for uh, giving me the poinsettia cranberry champagne cocktail. 
give that a try. It sounds amazing. Uh, and uh, let me know what you thought about it. I also absolutely need to thank Nicole Atkins for letting me use her single every single Christmas. Uh, it, uh, I, it's just a new Christmas song. Get away from the usuals. I, and come on guys, you have to admit it has a great beat, has great lyrics. And the fact that they recorded that song and it sounds as good as it does when they were all social distancing from each other. Come on. That is just awesome. And of course, I got to thank you guys, the listeners, for uh, listening to Hey Bartender podcast this year. It's been a great year. Uh, and like I said, just 400 more downloads to reach my goal, and I will be a happy boy. Remember to visit www.heybartenderpodcast.com. Check out the swag we got there. Listen to latest and past episodes. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, just remember, people, it's Christmas time. Even though we're all a little bit bummed, some of us, including myself, aren't able to travel to spend a little bit of time with the family, make sure you call your family. Make sure uh, or see if you can get a Zoom meeting in because uh, that you'll find out that makes your Christmas way better than the way you're picturing it right now, probably. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just want to remind you, hey, new episodes of Hey Bartender podcasts are always available uh on wednesday and saturday at 7 p.m central standard time uh 5 p.m pacific uh 8 p.m eastern uh like three o'clock in the morning in the uk i think uh anyway but uh just uh remember tell your friends about the podcast and uh you know as like i always love to tell you guys at the end of every single one of my episodes Lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anyone. Merry Christmas!